We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. To be honest, I would put myself in the same category as D-Wade. Now Artest is jumped over the scores table. Artest is in the stands. This man was a bona fide scrub. He can't play. When I go to the writers to tell me who can guard in this league, I'll put a gun to my own head. Welcome to the Rotowire NBA podcast. It is Wednesday, October 16th. Nick Whalen here with James Anderson. James, it's been a while. Since you and I have talked about the NBA, you've been in full baseball mode. You were just in Arizona uh, over the weekend at first pitch. Um, but we have a ton to get to. We're going to do our annual uh, podcast predicting the all-star rosters for each conference. Uh, we'll go through our awards predictions. We'll do some prop bets that we like, talk first coach fired. Um, basically, just trying to try to kill some time as we kind of trickle to the end of the preseason. And you know, now we're less than a week away until the start of the regular season next Tuesday. But first of all, how was Arizona? I haven't really talked to you about this. It was fun. Yeah, I love going there and, and hanging out with a bunch of other people in the industry. I mean, the baseball was fine, but it's more about just kind of seeing people that you see once a year. So, yeah, it was fun, but good to be back. This is basically the like NBA Summer League of baseball, more or less? Yeah, sure, sure. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, with that, let's get to the All-Star <laughs> rosters. Um 
you know, obviously now with the the player drafts, the the top two vote getters end up being the captains. We know how that works. So it's no longer 12 East guys versus 12 West guys. Um, but you still pick, of course, from that pool of 24, 12 from each conference. Um, so how do you want to do this? Do you want to go give me your entire team? Do you want to go every other? Give me your top five? Whatever you think's best. Uh, well, how about we – how about I give you my – East starters, and then you can give me your East starters, and then we can do the reserves. Deal. Uh, okay, so you know, I think Kyrie is a lock. I think Giannis is a lock. I think Embiid is a lock. And then you have a forward spot and a guard spot. Uh, I think Kemba Walker in the second guard spot uh, because you know he'll be good and he'll get the Celtic vote. Uh, they typically. Uh, are one of the better fan bases in terms of voting for this and walker had a ton of votes last year partly because the all-star game was in charlotte but uh you know he at least has a, a decent base and there's a lot of solid people competing with him i think there but i think Kemba's the the second guard and then uh you know how big of a miami heat slash jimmy butler fan i am this year so i'm gonna give butler the uh the third forward spot i think jimmy butler could maybe have a case to be a guard too which probably helps him you know i think if there's like a, if you're i guess say, I, I guess i didn't double check whether yeah right i mean either way I, I don't we're not really too concerned with that but i think it, if that that helps his case you know like sure. let's say you know let's say kemba does have a crazy first half and he's a lock at guard you could maybe shoehorn butler into the, the other forward spot um i'm with you on Giannis and Embiid. i think those two are locks um i think i would be pretty surprised if Giannis is not the captain again for, mm-hmm. for one of the teams um kyrie irving i'm with you he's another starter for me I didn't have Kemba as a starter. I, I see your point. I think if the Celtics are somewhere between second and fourth in the East at the All-Star break, you know, he's going to get that Celtic vote. You know, you're going to want to get uh, who's probably the best player, the leading scorer from that team uh, in the All-Star game. So I, I have him on my roster, but but not a starter. I'm going to go with Brad Beal and, and Jimmy Butler as my other two starters. So I want to tear apart your Brad Beal selection okay. quickly. Eviscerate uh, it. He was like, I think like tenth in voting, a uh, fan voting among like backcourt players in the East last year, and it's and it has obviously nothing to do with his talent. It's right. just there is. It's not like there's a big section of like huge Bradley Beal fans. What are you talking and about Beal Hive? Wiz- Wizards fans are not <laughs> certainly not going to be voting very often. <laughs> they might not vote at all. <laughs> so I, you know, the, it's the that equation that, and we're going to get to this with the West too. Like it's it's fifty percent fan, twenty five percent writer, twenty five percent player, right? Yes. And so, you know, it's easy to see Beal getting a ton of love from the writers. Maybe the players. Uh, but he finished third among players last year for okay. what it's worth. I, I just don't think that that fan you need to get uh, you need to get like something from the fans I think yep. to to be a starter and I just I don't see the fans turning out to <laughs> vote in Beal who will be playing on one of the worst teams uh, in the conference. So. I gotta say I didn't I didn't put quite as much math into it and you are right I mean he finished tenth in fan voting third in player voting and fifth in media voting uh, the media had Kyrie well, Kyrie was number one across the board in all three right. Kemba was second in players second in media third in fans. Dwayne Wade was second in fans, so I, I guess we can cross him out. Although I would, totally, I would not rule out Dwayne Wade coming back just to play in the All Star game. Well, he'd love to. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I mean that that's a, the point about Kemba though is he's got that nice high floor. I think yeah. in all three of those voting uh, true bases, very true. Um, one of the guys though who did finish ahead of Beal 
uh, in the media last year was Oladipo. I think we can cross him out. He right. was just behind Beal in the player voting. So like, I, I, don't, I think it will come around. I, I, I'm with you, though. It's going to be tough for him to start. I think it's – and again, I, I went into this – thinking of i don't know why i think of i think of jimmy butler as a small forward I, yeah so I do guess. i but i think um, you could make a case that he's a guard for the purposes of this to me i think it'll be between kemba walker and uh, ben simmons for that mm-hmm. second guard spot because i think simmons will get more fan votes than beal uh and he'll be on a good team which typically you know i think players and mm-hmm. writers will kind of trend towards those guys as well but i yeah i mean it, it's close for that second guard spot yep yeah, I, I think my argument, I guess, is Beal will be more deserving. Yours is probably the more logical argument that I, I am with you. I think Simmons is probably going to, I mean, he like tripled him in votes last year. And that was with a lot of people voting for Dwayne Wade and Kemba Walker. And I think both of their totals, obviously, you can, you can 2,200 or 2.2 million votes are now available that went to D Wade last year. Um, and I think Kemba's total probably comes down with the game not being in Charlotte. Um, but at least, I, I mean, I think we at least agree that all, all the guys we mentioned are deserving. You know, I wouldn't fight you on Kemba Walker. Who is your fifth fifth guy your butler beal Kyrie, and b so you had butler. you had butler i have butler okay. I, I think i think he's gonna be really good i think the heat are gonna be good enough and i think there's going to be this kind of narrative of you know number one option jimmy butler is back and i think he's the type of guy that's pretty compelling and a lot of fans are going to want to vote for him right all right so you want to give me your reserves with east yeah so i have beal obviously i mean yep. that the the coaches pick all the reserves so even though his team's going to be terrible i mean he's one of the five yep. best players in the conference probably so i think he gets in on the coach coach vote and then uh vucevic ben simmons pascal siakam chris middleton blake griffin and jason tatum uh this was very hard and i yep. and a lot of I, I don't try I try not to get into like who deserves it. I try to think of who are the coaches gonna vote in. Mm-hmm. And you know, you, you have Middleton who's gonna be on the team with the most wins. I, I think the Bucks will just get a second representative by default. Uh you know, Blake I think is incredibly risky from an injury standpoint, but if he stays relatively healthy, I think the numbers alone will will get and reputation the coaches will respect him on that. I think Siakam kind of the the same I just I don't really see the coaches not voting Siakam no, in. I think Siakam's a virtual lock. Right. Like he's he's the consummate guy that the coaches would vote uh, for. So basically, my last two spots were Griffin and Tatum, mm-hmm. and I think you know Griffin. There's injury. Like if he's hurt, he's obviously going to play. Uh, or if he misses like 20 games, he probably won't get uh, voted in. Um, and the Pistons, I I actually don't think they're going to make the playoffs this year, so team uh, success may not be in his favor. Uh, Tatum. You know, there's a lot of players competing for shots on that team. So, you know, he kind of has to make the leap to kind of get into that mix. Uh, I was thinking about someone like Miles Turner possibly deserving it. I just don't. I think, like, from a counting stat standpoint, coaches are going to look and say, like, oh, 12 mm-hmm. points, eight rebounds, whatever. Like, you're. I think there's a chance the Pacers might just not be that good. I, where we're, I, don't I don't think we're going to be compelled that. to put a Pacer right. on the team. Yeah, you know? I agree. Um, okay, so I have 11 of the 12 that you do. Um, the only one is I, I don't have Vooch. I feel like he... You don't have Vooch. I, is I, that, I don't have Nikola Vucevic on my all-star a, team. I think that's close to a lot. I, he, it was, I mean, I, he was right there, obviously. I mean, like you said, those last few spots are, are kind of up for grabs. But I went... Uh, all the guys you named, I have Trey Young. I, I understand he's not exactly the consummate um, coach's pick. He's but I, I think the numbers are going to be really good. I think he's... You're going to be someone who gets a ton of fan votes, and I know that doesn't matter for reserves, but I think there's going to be a lot of hype. I think if the NBA had their choice, he would be in the game. You know, I, not not to suggest that the NBA is going to influence what the coaches do. I know defense matters. He's not very good at defense. 
Um, but I, I think he's somebody that is going, is going to make a compelling case, at least. And, and Vooch is just kind of the odd man out. Uh, it was kind of... I, I, I thought about removing Tatum. I thought about removing Middleton. But I, your argument for Middleton holds up every year you know the team that ha- that has the most wins or even the second most wins usually gets two guys and especially the fact that he was there last year i think if his numbers are similar it's going to be hard to to pull him out tatum i feel like is kind of the same case where boston's going to be good kemba's kind of a lock and then you're going to feel like you you know it's going to be a second guy from boston versus a guy from indiana who you know maybe maybe the pacers are have six fewer wins than boston and i, I think that's going to kind of be the tiebreaker yeah i mean i think the magic will be in the top six or seven in wins when when the voting uh, goes down and uh yeah i mean i just based on the way i expect coaches to vote i don't expect trey to get in i i think he'll certainly be deserving uh probably more deserving than someone like middleton or or even tatum but uh i you know i i think beal gets in on a lot a lot on reputation yep uh but I just I could picture coaches just completely skipping over the Hawks and just moving on to to the playoff team or teams that are on track to make the playoffs. As is the case with a lot of these guys, especially guys like Trey Young who haven't made an All Star team. Like if the Hawks are the Hawks from last year and they're on pace to win twenty nine games, he, he doesn't get in. But yeah, and I, it, or go ahead. Well, I mean, if if they're one of those teams, that, you know, I think they're whether you believe it or not, I, I think they're in that group of consensus like could be the eight seed in the east i don't think they will be but there are people who believe that and if they're on that kind of course yeah. you know that's what it's going to take for him to get in i mean i don't even think i think they're going to go under their 33 and a half mm-hmm. win loss line and then i i also think they're going to win more games in the second half of the season than they do in the first half of the right. season because they'll get to beat up on teams that are kind of tanking and stuff in the second half yeah. and it'll take longer to kind of i mm-hmm. mean they're going to be playing a lot of young players so yep. i just i don't think they're going to have I mean, they so might have us have Cam Reddish. They might have like eleven wins when the coaches are making <laughs> these All Star. No, that is a good so. point. I mean, this is virtually last year's team with even more inexperience on right. the wing. And as much as I love Trey Young and John Collins, and like I'm even weirdly high on Alex Len this season. Like, there's not a lot on that bench. There's not a lot on the wing. You know, DeAndre Hunter, Cam Reddish are not going to be ready right away. Um, so those are all good points. Other guys I considered um, some heavier than others miles turner like you said i think he'll be right in the mix zach levine if he's averaging 26 a game you know i don't think the bulls will win enough games but for him it's kind of the same argument with trey young where if if they're kind of the surprise team through the first half you know maybe they sneak a guy on kind of like vooch last year honestly in a lot of ways um laurie markinen you know if he's the guy instead of levine yeah i think i think markinen's more likely he'd get the coach make the all-star game than Levine because a the coaches get three front court spots and only two backcourt mm-hmm. spots they get two wild card picks as well but uh I I can see a scenario where Markkanen is like the front runner for most improved player and just a you know contributing to winning a, a little bit more than Levine sure. and so therefore getting the coaches now but yeah Levine is is on the extreme low end of guys who right. coaches want to see in an all-star <laughs> game um John Collins I, yeah. it's, he's kind of he's him and marketing to me are kind of in the same boat this year as far as you know if if they blew up and kind of went to that next borderline all-star they'll have level. the numbers right it'll just be do the coaches look at them yes as, as all-star caliber guys aaron gordon was on my list tobias harris just you know if if philly is up on up by milwaukee by like five games or something and they're just off to this crazy hot start maybe they sneak three in uh and then the last guy neither of us have mentioned andre drummond who is an all-star i think was he was he on the team last year Definitely two years ago. I believe he was last year. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm just, 
I'm not a fan, and I think uh, I already have Blake in. So yeah, they're I, not getting two. <laughs> I could see him getting it. Like if Blake is just has missed too much time to be a consideration, yep. I could maybe see Drummond getting in. But sure. um, I just I don't really think he's that good. Yeah, I mean, as is the case every year, one of the uh, the twelve guys that we mentioned is going to get hurt or is going to mm-hmm. miss fifteen games somewhere and just kind of get knocked out of contention. Um, I like the Aaron Gordon. Uh, like I I I don't think he's going to get in, but like. There's a scenario where he yep. kind of takes a leap and maybe uh, he starts to look like the best player on that team. Yep. Gordon, Markin, and Collins are, are all kind of in that tier for me. Okay, give me your five starters in the Western Conference. Uh, Harden, Curry, Davis, LeBron, Kawhi. Yep, I have the same. Uh, for as deep and talented as the West is, and like you know, we're not even talking about Jokic yet, I still feel like there is kind of this consensus top five, and it kind of works out nice positionally. Um, and I think you'd be pretty hard pressed to find, I guess, maybe if you want to make a case for Jokic over Davis, if, if you want to say that, you know, Davis and LeBron maybe struggle a little bit or Davis gets nicked up at some point, you could say that, but I, I think this, there's a pretty clear hierarchy here. So I have a prediction. I think that Zion Williamson will finish top three in Western conference fan voting, uh, with I think it'll be him, LeBron, and Steph as the top three vote getters uh, from the fans, but I don't think he will be able to get in simply because the the last time a rookie got in uh, was Blake Griffin, and they've since changed the voting process so that fans don't account for the entire mm-hmm. hall. So I mean, I, I think if it was up to the fans, I think Kawhi or I think uh, Zion would be starting over probably Kawhi, but. Uh, they, there's that writer and player vote, and I just I can't see him getting really any of those votes from the writers or the players in terms of who should be starting. So while I think it would be awesome for Zion to mm-hmm. uh, start that game, oh, I mean, Kawhi Leonard is like probably the most boring all-star game player <laughs> that you could imagine. But uh, Paul Millsap made an all-star I game. I just think the way the NBA has... And it's kind of going to bite the NBA because I think the NBA would rather have Zion start than than a guy like Kawhi too. And it's just this new process makes it almost mathematically impossible for someone like him to to make it. I agree. I think it was kind of designed to prevent maybe guys like Luca from making it, or even Trey Young. You know, like guys who like just, last year, Luca was second in in the West front court in fan right. voting, or guys like Ursan. Like, well, like Zaza, just, yeah, just, yeah. People, I don't like, think we need to single out Ursan, but sure. yeah, undeserving guys right. who have bigger fan bases than you know Kuzma. I think sure. was bordering on that for a while. Uh, Dwayne Wade, someone to even argue, but sure. um, no, I agree. I, I will. I will say I don't think the players will necessarily vote for for Zion. I, I agree with you on that, but I. I could see the media buying in. Maybe. Well, I could. The, no, no media member is going to vote for Zion because they think he's one of the five best players in the West. I, yeah. I could see them maybe voting for him just because they think it would be the coolest thing to watch. Right. Like if they have to cover the game, like they might yeah. rather have him in it. But well, I think last year it would have been pretty controversial to vote Doncic over. I, I don't know Paul George. I guess at the time in the West, whereas like this year, if Zion is as good as he has looked so far and kind of keeps this up. I think there will be such hype that it won't be, it won't be like all that controversial. I guess, for lack of a better term. Do so if there's an injury replacement, is does Adam Silver get? Yes. The, so like that. Oh, that's I think that's lot. that's like Zion's ticket in. Yeah. Right. It is there's an injury and the commish puts yep. him in, and maybe that happens. But just for the purpose of this exercise, mm-hmm. I'm not okay. going to pro- project that. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, he'll already be there for the dunk contest. You would think um so i have that same starting five like we said do you want to give me your bench 
Uh, Damian Lillard, Russell Westbrook, Nikola Jokic, Carl Anthony Towns, Luka Doncic, Rudy Gobert, and Donovan Mitchell. Okay. Um, I have so we have ten of the ten of twelve the same. Okay. I did not have Russell Westbrook and I did not have Rudy Gobert. I I do have Donovan Mitchell. I I don't know that the Jazz are getting two. I think it's going to be pick one or the other. And I, and I feel like Mitchell. This is maybe the year that that he ascends over Gobert. I have Paul George mostly because I, I don't think he's going to miss too much time at the beginning of the year. If he ends up missing ten to twelve games, that might rule him out. But I think the Clippers are going to be right up there at the top i think he's gonna kind of pick up where he left off and and be the best number two in the league and i have drew holiday i went you know back and forth on this there are honestly five or six guys you can make a a pretty legitimate case for for the 12th spot in the west maybe even more so than the bottom of the east and i don't i'm I'm ready to to fully buy in on the pelicans i think if they're good enough you know the the case that we just laid out for why zion won't make it I think they're they're going to deserve somebody, and if they're if there's a player who has the players' respect, has the media's respect, and yeah, I think doesn't certainly won't have the fan, um, you know, kind of capabilities of, of garnering votes that Zion does, but we'll we'll do enough in that respect um, to kind of be right there. I think it's Drew Holiday, and, and I think if it's if it's the coaches picking, they would pick Drew over Zion. Well, I I agree they would pick Drew over Zion. Uh, quickly on Paul George, I. I'm really low on him this year uh, just because I, I think he might miss 20 games in the first half. I think he might miss, you know, maybe 10 uh, before he returns, 10 to 12 to maybe even like 13, 14. And then I think they're just going to give him a ton of rest days. So I just don't really think Paul George is going to have enough games played for the coaches to put him in. I think if if I'm wrong about that, I certainly think he will get in. Uh and then I, I think the Jazz are going to have the best record in the West at the time of the All-Star voting, which is why I have them getting two in, like kind of like the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, I, I think – I don't feel great. Like, I mean, like Gobert and Towns and Jokic, I think all three will be deserving. I could see uh, – you know, I mean, the Jazz made such a stink about Gobert not getting in last year. I wonder if maybe the coaches will have that in the back of their mind and be like, well, he – he has one back-to-back defensive player of the year awards. Yep. Uh, we probably screwed up by putting like LaMarcus Aldridge in over him last year. So uh, we can't leave him out this year. But I, like I said, I think the Jazz will just have such a good record that they'll get a couple guys in. With, like Drew, just on paper, I think Drew could deserve it over both of the Jazz guys. Yep. But if they've got 10 more wins, maybe they, maybe that uh, matters. And then I, also, I, I think the Pelicans and the Mavs are like the two – kind of clear upstarts that's not a hot take but i think mm-hmm. uh Doncic, you know if he's averaging like 25 8 and 7 yep. and the mavericks are over 500 i think that that gets him in yeah i would be surprised if Doncic doesn't make it um I, I almost think if he just replicates last year with a little more efficiency like he almost has to play his way out of the all-star game and i it, think and like the the no dennis like the fact that it's finally like a roster yes. that actually makes a lot of sense around right. him i think that that that'll allow him to do that so who is if you had to say who your last guy in was like who is the toughest call uh donovan mitchell donovan mitchell um i like i said i mean the 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 three front court spots and only two backcourt spots the to, uh, re- returning defensive player of the year back-to-back years aspect i think and then like i, I think the coaches are just going to look at the standings and be like oh the jazz have you know the best record why do they have the best record well they have mm-hmm. the best defensive player and so i think he would get in over mitchell but i yep. 
I mean, I'd be shocked if they at least one of them didn't get mm-hmm. in, but I think Mitchell would be the, the last guy for me. So I feel like you're usually lower on Westbrook than I am. I'm surprised that Westbrook made the cut and wasn't, wasn't even your last guy, especially just, since he's a coach pick. I just don't see any way the coaches leave him off. Um, I think the Rockets will have like a top three record, and mm-hmm. I think – I think it's going to be in the regular season. I think this Rockets team is going to uh, be pretty fun, and I think that they're going to win a ton of games. And I think Westbrook will rebound in, in all of the efficiency categories where he sucked last mm-hmm. year. I think he's going to take a step forward in. And so I yeah. I'd, I would be pretty shocked if the coaches left Westbrook out. Okay. Yeah, I mean, if that's the case and he bounces back, then he's a lock and, and I'll look stupid for having for having Holiday or, or Mitchell if, or PG ahead I think, of him. I think either Westbrook will be an all-star or Mike D'Antoni will be first coach fired. Yeah, I, I don't think there's going to be... He's not going to be borderline. He's <laughs> right. either going to be a lock or it's going to be a disaster right. and, and no one's voting for him. Uh, okay, so other guys that I had that came to mind um, who could maybe play their way into like that 11th or 12th spot, Zion, like we already talked about, uh, Devin Booker, I... You know, I don't think the Suns are going to be remotely good enough for that to happen, but you know, the numbers at least are going to be there. I really wanted to find a spot, like I told you earlier this week, for Porzingis, but it's just it's so tough. I mean, if this was the East, I, I would be very comfortable putting sure. Doncic and Porzingis in together. But you know, I, even if everything clicks for the Mavericks, like it's they're just not it's, they're not going to have a top five record, and like they're not going to get two. In. Right? I mean, the, the Nuggets. I think the Nuggets are going to have maybe the best record at the All Star break, and I don't even have them getting two. Um, and if it's if it's one or the other, I think it's got to be Doncic, unless Porzingis yep. just goes nuts. Uh, Jaron Jackson, I mean, in a few years, I, I don't think he'll be close this year. De'Aaron Fox could probably have a, a month where he looks like an All Star, but I think in the end he, he'll probably fall short. He actually was my first guy out. I had him a little closer than Drew, just because I think I think it's possible the Kings and Pelicans have a similar record, and then when you look at like who's the MVP on those two teams. Like it'll be clearly Darren Fox. Whereas I think there might be a slight Zion Drew. Yeah, sort of Brandon splitting. Ingram, right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> save it. Save it. Um, I, Aldridge and DeRozan are on the list by default because right. one of them makes it every single year. And I, I will not be surprised if we turn around and Aldridge, uh, you know, gets the nod over Paul George when the time sure. comes. Uh, Chris Paul, always going to be in the mix. I think I think his numbers are going to be really good, but I just, you know, 60 games max at this point, and, and they're just, the team's not going to be very good. So I think he probably falls out. Um, well, I have Gobert on this list, but you have him in. I, that, that could very well be the case. CJ McCollum, who is always on the cusp, has never made the All Star game. Doesn't look like this is going to be the year unless there are a bunch of injuries. Uh, and then Jamal Murray, the case for him is second best player on what could be the best team. And Draymond Green, mm-hmm. um, if the Warriors surprise people, if they're in the top five or six and Draymond is kind of back to being 2016 Draymond, I, I think there will be there will be a serious push to get him in. Yeah, no, those are I, I mean, I can't really see any way that Murray or McCollum get in, but I, no. think, the, I think the rest of them are, are all very um, feasible. Yeah, and I would even include Jaron Jackson on there. Looking back, I don't, I don't, I don't know what he would have to do to really get serious All Star consideration. Right? Yeah, I mean, I, I forgot about him. Sorry, uh, but yeah, Jackson to me mm-hmm. probably at least two years away from getting into the Western Conference All Star game. Yeah, I, I mean, you look at most of these guys. Like other than LeBron, you know, uh, you know, barring player movement to the East, like it's not like any of these guys are are like on the verge of falling off anytime soon. No, it's a it's a very high bar to clear uh, to get into that game and team success means so much especially out west that Mm -hmm. it's really tough to see a grizzly getting in anytime soon okay let's do individual awards i will let you lead off with your mvp yeah i'm going with the honest uh 
it's just going to be – I think there's going to be even more of a – like I think he'll be better this year than he was last year. And I think the Bucks will win about as many games as they won last year. And so, you know, something could always happen where another player just – like I think Anthony Davis probably makes the most sense for me in like a how does Giannis not win the MVP if he doesn't get hurt and I think maybe if it if Davis just has a career year and the Lakers get like a top two seed I think that that that's one way it could happen but you know I think the my my pick for next most deserving will be Steph Curry but I just it would have to be so crazy because I I you know, other than that Russell Westbrook first triple double year, we almost never see MVPs on sub fifty win teams, and I don't see the Warriors getting to fifty wins. So I think like the Bucks get to sixty wins. Giannis is even better than he was last year. As long as he stays healthy, I think he's the the clear favorite. Yeah, I uh, I was gonna say I went contrarian, but I don't think picking James Harden counts as contrarian. Um, I'm with you. Giannis is the favorite. I I, I do worry that. You know, the bar was set pretty high last year, statistically and in terms of team wins. And I've, as I've kind of harped on all offseason, I, I really think they're going to end up missing Malcolm Brogdon. I don't think this roster is as good as it was last year. It's close, but I I don't know. I, I'm not willing to just pencil the Bucks in, you know, for 65 wins. I, I think there's... I'll pencil them in for 58 wins. Yeah, and that's probably enough. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I mean, how much higher do you think Giannis can go statistically i think one of the biggest arguments is last year he only played 32.8 minutes per game that was down four full minutes from two years ago i mean if, if he plays even 35 there's an argument that he goes maybe 30 13 6 one and a half two blocks i mean that that wins him the mvp yeah. um it's just a question of kind of whether they'll need to lean on him that heavily i think he has gotten better as a passer pretty much every year i think he will continue to get better as a passer i think he will be slightly more efficient as a shooter than he was last year so and the brogdon thing i don't really think it's gonna hurt him at all until the playoffs like i i don't think his absence will be noticed at all during the regular season just because they have they go you know a solid 10 or 11 deep they're gonna blow so many teams out i just don't think they're gonna notice him not being there in the regular season and Mm -hmm. yeah i mean it the next time Giannis doesn't get better will be the first time so um true i'm gonna continue to bet on that yeah i'm, I'm certainly not gonna fight you on Giannis. um i i think you know, so you went hard i was surprised you went harden over ad though i mean i i feel like no. harden just won't be able like if his numbers are worse than they were the year before by the the fact that westbrook's there it, i think it It'd be rare for a player to win the MVP with his numbers mm-hmm. taking a dip from the previous season. That is true. Uh, but, you know, I mean, as far as Davis, LeBron's putting the narrative out there. So <laughs> I, it's already out there. Now, I don't, I don't think Davis I, – well, I mean, the case for Davis is, like, he would have to almost outperform Giannis, and I don't think that's possible. You know, like, Davis's best season is basically what Giannis had last year, and Davis has, you know, the argument that he splits votes with LeBron. Well, He's the second option, sure. whereas Giannis doesn't have that. I, I don't I love the to Davis me it MVP would be case. kind of like a – a voter fatigue type of thing where Giannis might still be more deserving technically, but if the Lakers, yeah. you know, it, like the Lakers, what their over under is what, like 52 and a half, something like that. If they, 51 and a half, if they win 56, 57 games, which is completely in play, like if, if both those guys are healthy all year yep. and LeBron really goes to that, I'm going to average double digit assists. And Anthony Davis is like top three defensive player of the year. Like yep. that, that I guess is because it, it always, 
it, you you kind of have to look for a team that's going to win 50 plus games yep. and then you i guess i don't think the lakers are going to be like an elite 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 team in the regular season i don't either that's that's kind of yeah, the argument for me I, is I, I think davis misses games every now and then as he always does i mean he already so, had a sprained thumb in the preseason like those type of injuries are always popping up for him and i just i think the expectations are so high for the lakers that even if they win 52 games like that might seem like a slight disappointment how do you rank uh davis Jokic, and curry in terms of most likely to win mvp curry curry Jokic, davis i think oh okay. and that's i don't know i mean i like davis obviously he's uh, this speaks more to like how many candidates there are this year and how many like cream of the crop elite type of guys we have yeah i mean it's i sort of am framing everything through the lens of like you have to beat Giannis Mm -hmm. and like I can't see Jokic beating Giannis because Giannis is just going to have such an edge in defense yeah like the team wins it at the very worst will be similar and then like the Bucks are going to win at least 10 more games than the Warriors so I just I can't really see Curry Mm -hmm. beating him um I mean I really I don't think betting Giannis at plus 250 is a bad bet even though oh, it's you can get him at plus are, anything that's a good yeah, bet. I, I think i think he's just a, a pretty clear favorite yep as he should be um i guess my final argument for harden is just that you, you mentioned with gobert like the jazz have you know made a big stink about him not making it last year houston's been playing this narrative for the last five years i mean yeah, he's but finished n- first or but second everyone hates them for it like all the media that people i agree but it's in the back it, of like, people's minds everyone's like, just like this is ridiculous like you <laughs> i mean i myself am on the record of saying i would have voted for harden last year 36 okay. points a game is insane mm-hmm. like i would i thought that was worth it and I, I the chances of him scoring 36 again i agree with you are not great and that's even if he averages 33, you know, like in some people's minds, that'll be a disappointment because he went down from last year. Um, well, but if, I, I think he's going to come back with a vengeance and just try to do the same thing again. Yeah, I mean, if Giannis, like say Giannis misses like 22 games and he's out then, like Davis doesn't kind of have that monster, monster year, then like Harden could certainly win it by default. Like if, yeah. if, if Giannis somehow gets out of the out of the running, then I think Harden is a very safe fallback option mm-hmm. there. Yeah, which is insane to say that he's your fallback. Rookie of the year, I mean, how much do you even want to talk about this one? we don't really have to talk about that one. No, I I was a little skeptical of Zion, as you know, just, you know, I thought there would be some shooting issues, and I think there still are. Yeah. You know, he he hit A3 the other night. His free throw shooting hasn't been great. It hasn't mattered when you're just finishing everything within five feet. Um, I mean, unless he gets hurt, he's going to be the rookie of the year. There's no debate. Coach of the year. I have kind of in keeping with my jazz theme i have quinn snyder quinn snyder okay he was my my runner-up i'm going mike malone i think those two kind of fit the mold of you know ascending team neither neither have won it right i know malone for sure hasn't well yeah neither have won it um the thing about malone though is i mean the 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 nuggets were pretty uh lucky with their wins last year in terms of what the you know uh, what they should have won in terms of just plus minus and everything. And so I think to me, like I, at best, I think they're going to get to around as many. So they won 54 games last year. The over under is 53 and a half. Yep. Their expected win loss was 51. I actually have them not hitting that 53 and a half. So I, I, I'm, I'm not really seeing the Malone one. Cause they, they almost would have to win like 58, 59 games. I, I feel like for, because how do you win coach of the year if your team just pretty much goes out and does exactly what it did the year before? 
I, I mean, I think I, I'm a little higher on the Nuggets, I think, than you are. I'm a little lower on the Jazz. I, I don't love what they what they have for a bench. Um, I, I just, I don't know. I think Malone's like a safe pick. You know, okay. you, you can cross out, um, you can cross out Bud. You know, nobody who's right. winning Coach of the Year in back to back seasons. Um, but I mean, you are right. So 60 wins got it last year, Bud. 59 the year before. 55 the year before that was D'Antoni. Year before that was 73 with Kerr, 60 for Bud in 2014-15, 62 the year before that. The lowest really on this list um, for a non-lockout shortened season was Scott Brooks in 29-10. He went 50 and 32, and that was you know an unexpected year when Durant really really made the leap. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. I mean, I I, I, th- I think if Denver can get to 55, 56 wins, they'll be right there. I mean, like I, I don't think Frank Vogel's winning it. I don't think Doc Rivers is going to win it. You know, with that roster, I don't think people are going to like. Even if the Clippers finish first in the West, they're not going to say what a great coaching job. You know, it's going to be what a great GMing job. Um, so I, I don't know. I think you can kind of poke holes in the case for other guys, and you can do the same for Malone. But I think Malone and Snyder are the two safest picks. I think after those guys, I I like. Uh, you know, I know you laid out the wins aspect, but I mean, I think Eric Spolstra and mm-hmm. Rick Carlisle and Elvin Gentry all have a case just because like you know typically the teams that like really surprise people uh can win it and then like for me i thought dave yeager had as good a case as anyone last year Mm -hmm. and people just don't vote for teams that are in that sort of win range even though it they they might be most deserved if the bulls had a good coach i would they would be kind of my dark horse you know i just i just don't trust jim boylan to pilot nobody's voting for jim yeah jim boylan's not going to pilot this team to 45 wins you know um but yeah i mean a lot of the a lot of the middling teams, I just don't see. You know, like how how many wins would Boston have to have for Stevens to win it? You know, like I, it's just not no. it's not really there. I think Kenny Atkinson is a, is a great candidate for next year to be, be coach of the year if he's still there. Um, but all right, well, agree to disagree on that one. Most improved player. So I told you before this that I, I mean, I don't feel good about any of these. <laughs> I mean, I, I think there's... did you did you make a list? Uh, I'd be interesting I mean, to compare. Kind of in who... my head, I, okay. I have a list. Um, you know, I think there's just so many. There's like over ten guys where I could see a very real argument for them winning it. Uh, I went with Jonathan Isaac just because <gasps> I think he like because his numbers were so mediocre last year, like his counting stats. That if he kind of makes that leap, like he could like double his points per game, you know, or something yep. like that. And just and I think the Magic have a chance to get like the four seed in the east and like so you know when a team kind of makes that kind of leap someone usually Mm -hmm. walks away with some hardware and so i'm gonna go with isaac uh but i don't feel good about it at all okay if 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 they finish fourth in the east i think james borrego becomes or uh steve clifford excuse me becomes an interesting Mm -hmm. option for coach of the year i went deer and fox i i think think he kind of had he laid the narrative last year and if you look at the the last Seven of the last eight guys to win this, or eight of the last nine, excuse me, guys to win this award are either like all stars or border or perennial all stars or like borderline perennial all stars. Yeah. So Siakam, Oladipo, Giannis, McCollum, Butler, Drogic, Paul George, Ryan Anderson being the outlier, and then Kevin Love the year before him. So it's kind of gone to a guy who is ready to become a star for the foreseeable future. Um, and that goes against it's big, it's a big mark against my Jonathan Isaac. Pick. It is. But if you look even further back, um, like in the mid two thousands, that was not the case at all. It mm-hmm. was Aaron Brooks, Hito Turkoglu, Monte Ellis, Boris Diaw. It was more like a role player who right. ascended to a borderline star as opposed to a borderline star becoming like a borderline superstar. I, 
I had Tatum uh, before I I changed that and went to Isaac. So mm-hmm. I mean Tatum sort of definitely fits that mold of of guys becoming stars. And sure. so does I think Darren Fox is a great call. I mean if you know it's just he made such a leap last year. He was in the mix for most improved last year. I guess that that kind of had me like, can he make another similar sized leap? I think he can, mm-hmm. but um, you know I think you could also make a case for a guy like Doncic. If he just goes from, um, you know, a rookie to a just no doubt about it all star, but I, you know, I don't like giving it to guys in their second year because you're kind of supposed yeah. to <laughs> improve. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's completely wide open. I don't, yep. I don't have any good feel for for who's going to win that. So here's my list of potential candidates, not in any order: uh, Jaron Fox, who I have winning it; Donovan Mitchell, Luka Doncic, DeAndre Ayton. Lonzo Ball, Shea Gilgis Alexander, Jamal Murray, Terry Rozier, Bam Adebayo, Thomas Bryant, uh, Trey Young, Laurie Markinen, Jonathan Isaac, Jason Tatum, and I don't think this will happen, but Pascal Siakam would be the first two time winner. Yeah, no, I, I mean, those are all in play. I, Bam Adebayo is another guy I considered. Yep. Um, the Lonzo case I love, but it just, yeah. it seems too convenient. Well, like he should be the comeback player of the I year think if, that's, if that exists. It's certainly an easy case. It's just that there's so, you know, I think that that team is kind of deep enough that it'll be tough for him to put up the stats to yeah. really to really warrant that i think in a lot of years like even if he just stays healthy and averages eight assists a game like that would be enough you know like mm-hmm. some of the names that i named off in the mid-2000s like he wins it probably over hito turkoglu but right. you know if De'Aaron fox is averaging 22 7 and well, 5 like that probably cancels out ball actually i mean ball's path to me is just he his shooting efficiency just takes a huge leap because then you can just look at it and say, Oh, well he went from like 38% to 44%. Well, that the case for him is he has so much room to grow. Whereas like you said with Fox, (laughs) you know, and and even Siakam last year, you know, it's like once you already make that, like he hasn't made the first leap that a lot of these other guys have already made. Um, We'll kind of go with the, the opposite of an award first coach to get fired. This is actually pretty tough this year. Uh, Yeah, it it is really tough. Um, I went Frank Vogel. Right. I mean, it's it's super easy to see how Frank Vogel or Mike D'Antoni are first coach fired. It's just you have to also sort of predict that those teams are going to get off to rough starts, which I just don't really see happening for either of them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I there's – like I think the – teams like the Pacers and Bulls could underwhelm I just think it's unlikely that those coaches would get fired this year I mean the Bulls just gave right. uh, him a big extension and that's the thing the bad teams have like young coaches or recently hired coaches that I, I think they're okay with being bad for the most part like there aren't many teams I think that have huge expectations that shouldn't have huge expectations I mean could uh so Borrego Borrego still the coach of the Hornets yeah as far as I'm aware yeah, yeah unless I mean, something has happened so, like, very recently he could cert- I, I guess he would be my pick just because I think they're going to be terrible and yeah. Michael Jordan will they be just have to, and like yeah. wanna, Somebody has to be the sacrifice. Yeah. <laughs> um, I had Scott Brooks on my list. That would almost be kind of a mutual parting of ways. I feel like you know he's not probably they, the biggest player development coach. I just I don't see that one because they have to pay him so much. True. He, he has so much left on that contract. Yeah. Uh, Billy Donovan, kind of the same situation where he was brought in to be the coach of right. a championship contender and, and now they're changing. not that. Yeah. Uh, Mike D'Antoni. That would be a similar situation to Vogel, where that, you're all in, and those are like the two most obvious. Like, 
if they get off to slow starts, yeah. the guy's almost definitely getting fired. Right, for sure. I have Boylan on the list, even with the extension. Just there could be another <laughs> mutiny. I don't know. It seems like nobody wanted him except for Garpax. Yeah, maybe that's maybe, a, maybe Garpax gets get fired. And <laughs> okay, that's not happening. Uh, and then I also have Fizz on there. I, people oh, seem wow. to think he's on the hot seat. I don't think he should be. I think I he, think he should be. I mean, I mean I, what are I the think, expectations? I mean, everyone in that everyone in that organization <laughs> should be on the hot seat, but I I just don't think he's very good. And then. Uh, they're not going to win a ton of games, so you don't think it, he's a good coach? No. Okay. I mean, I, I think he's a cool coach. As somebody, sure, he looks like he should be a good coach, uh, but he's not. And just the the rotations uh, last year, like, it, did you have any Knicks on your fantasy teams last year? I mean, Mitchell Robinson was on one of there my was just no, teams. So you it. had no idea, like night to night, who whether a guy was going to play thirty minutes or twelve minutes, you know. And and I think that there's a very easy path for him to get fired if he is playing all their vets yeah. over all their young guys because he's trying to send a message to their young guys if the front office tells him well why do they give hey, him Taj Gibson I he didn't sign Taj I Gibson know it, I mean that's but you, yeah it, <laughs> that's why everyone should be on the hot seat like the people that sign Taj Gibson and then the coach who's going to play Taj Gibson Taj should Gibson's all be on, on the, the hot seat <laughs> be on the hot seat okay fair enough uh, let's take a look at some prop bets via the FanDuel Sportsbook oh. Oh, oh uh, something else? Or actually, no. We're going to get to defense player of the year on the on the sports book thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. I totally skipped over that. Didn't realize. Um, but yeah, we can talk about that in conjunction with the odds. But let's start with actually, let's start with that one right away. Um, sure. Anthony Davis. These odds were just updated today. Anthony Davis is plus five fifty. Uh, Joel Embiid is plus seven fifty. I know those are some of the odds that you like. Um, but in terms of the the actual favorites, Rudy Gobert is plus one sixty. Giannis plus four twenty. Uh, then you get to Davis and Embiid at, at five fifty and seven fifty. Who is your your pick, and then who are your best bets? So if I like just had to pick, and odds are out the window, I would pick Gobert to go okay. uh, three peat. But I absolutely love Joel Embiid at plus seven fifty. I think that that is one of the best bets in like that I could find NBA related because I think the Sixers are going to have the best defense. And that's a great place to start when you're trying to figure out who should be defensive player of the year. So mm-hmm. you look at the team with the best defense. If he plays, you know, maybe slightly more games than he played last year. I mean, he was I like think he a will. top this, three candidate last yeah. year. He's been he's been a top three candidate yeah. the last two years. I think that it's just so easy to envision how Embiid wins defensive player of the year this year. And plus yep. seven fifty, I mean that's they're they're making him like kind of a long shot almost at that. I uh, think if he had played seventy five games last year, he wins it. I don't think yeah. he's going to play 75 this year, but I also don't think he's going to play 63. If he plays 68 games and they have the clear best defense, yep. I think he could win it. Yeah, I love that bet as well. I, I picked Giannis. It, it, I, it's just hard to win three straight. I mean, there's only one man in, in NBA history has ever done it, uh, Dwight Howard. Uh, we'll get to him at plus 10,000 if you really want to do that. Um, it's tough to really find a lot of – I mean, you can find value, I guess, below the, these top four, but nobody I feel great about um, – the only one that, that really kind of piqued my interest is, is Draymond at plus twelve hundred because we have seen him win it before and we've kind of seen him enter these different modes when he's in shape and focus. Um, but I, I just well, think the guys ahead of him that we've already talked about are just too good. Like it's kind yeah, of passed him by. I, mean, I think the Warriors' defense is going to kind of yep. suck, so I just don't really see him winning it. Um, I Miles Turner was plus twenty three hundred, mm-hmm. and for a guy who could very easily lead the league in blocks uh, i think that that's just really nice value uh i don't think he will win yeah. because i don't think their team defense will be as good as it was last year but uh yeah i mean Embiid, man i i would i think that that's one that 
even a casual sports better could look at and go go throw like 10 yep. 20 bucks on the last one i would make a case for is mitchell robinson at plus 3300 the argument being in in the wild event that the that Fisdale handles these rotations well he plays 32 <laughs> minutes a game and averages like 3.9 blocks like maybe he just he just laps the field and blocks and somehow that's enough you know he, he would probably need a little bit of help in terms of some of those other guys getting hurt but i, I don't hate that at plus 3300 yeah i mean it it's certainly easy to see from a statistical standpoint how you could make that argument. It's just, I mean, how often does a player win defensive player of the year on like a 30 win team, you know? Yeah. I'm, I'm looking for, I'm trying to look for examples right now. It's usually, you know, historically it's the defensive anchor on a pretty good team, yeah, at least like if like not a, a great four team. Seed type of thing. Um, it's yeah. They don't just hand it out to the, you know, the best player or the blocks leader right. in the league or Hassan Whiteside would be like a five time defensive player of the year. Uh, like the best example I could find, I guess, is 0607 Marcus Camby averaged 3.3 blocks per game for a Nuggets team that won 45 games. So not exactly, you know, world beater type of team, but um, the Knicks aren't winning 45. No. And that, that Nuggets team was 11th in defense. I, I don't think New York will get anywhere close to the top I, 15. I mean, Mitchell Robinson could have the best possible year that he, he could realistically have this year and i still don't think the knicks would have a top 20 defense so no no i mean I, yeah i mean the argument for him is just he has an insane right. statistical year and, and I, I don't see that happening there's a reason he's 33 to 1 um let's look at some of the team props before we get back sure. to player props um do you like any of these uh numbers to to win the finals so well, not only come out of the conference but also win the finals yeah i mean i i love the bucks and the sixers bucks are plus 600 sixers are plus 750 I mean, if you make both of those bets right now, I feel 100% confident that you'll be holding a ticket that's still live when the finals start. Yes. And so that just, to me, the odds are a little just out of whack there. I mean, I think it should probably be like Bucks plus 400, yeah. Sixers plus 500. Well, and I think they'll know? come down. This is like betting right. the Patriots in August versus yeah. betting the Patriots right now. I mean, it, it just, there's no way that these tickets don't look like good value picks when we get to like April. Mm -hmm. And so I, I like those ones. I would not touch any of the ones out West. I think that the obvious ones are kind of a little too high and the underdog ones are just kind of sucker bets, but, um, yeah. Go ahead and make your case for for this Nuggets one. Yeah. Uh, nuggets at, at plus 2000, at 20 to one. I don't know. Well, I mean, I, I don't, I, I don't think the Nuggets are going to win the title, but as I've, said I, I think they're going to be the best team in the regular season and that at least in theory sets them on an advantageous course to get there and like i think this nuggets team is significantly deeper and, and possibly better overall than the raptors team that just won the finals i mean they don't have Kawhi leonard but i think they have significantly more talent one through a 10 or even like one through 12 so i mean if you catch a couple breaks along the way i understand there are more teams that are standing in the way this year um, but there's, I mean, there's a case to be made at, at plus 2000. Well, I, I disagree with the statement about them being better than the Raptors, but the main reason I don't like this is you can get them at plus 1200 to just win the West. And sure. I think that the, the, my number one argument, honestly, against them winning the finals is I think they are just a, they're, it's a horrible matchup for them to play either the Bucks or the Sixers. I think sure. like the Sixers and Bucks would be huge favorites if they they met him in, in the finals so just take the nuggets at plus 1200 to get to the finals rather than plus uh 2000 to, to I, win the finals I don't, I don't know you think the bucks would be heavy favorites over denver it's philly I, I agree with well the bucks are gonna have a top five offense and a top five defense and the nuggets are gonna have a top five offense and a top like 20 defense so yeah i, I just i don't know how 
like the Bucks bear down defensively against this Nuggets team, like the Nuggets can't do the same thing on the other end. Like the True. I think the Bucks would still be able to get their buckets and they could kind of uh contain the the Nuggets. Yeah. I, I think I would rather I mean Giannis is, is a better player than Jokic, but I would rather have the Nuggets two through eight than Milwaukee's two through eight. I think you're I think you're a little too high on this Nuggets two through eight with really with these statements. I think they're they're like as deep as, as any team's been in, in a long time. I really I mean think they they're are. deep with like they're deep with like guys that you like having as your like fifth best player. They're not deep with guys that you'd want as your like second, third, and fourth best player. Sure, but I mean, it, like, how much worse is Jamal Murray than Chris Middleton? I don't know. I mean, like, I think you could make the same case for the Bucks. Or is, is Giannis just that good that he kind of makes up for things um, that Jokic doesn't? Well, I, I mean, I just think from a like offensively, the Nuggets' pieces are are great and they work really well, but. You know who who are their good defensive players other than Grant and Millsap? I think Gary Harris. I think Will Barton is a is a good wing defender. Jeremy Grant. I don't. I mean, I'm not. I'm not. There's a reason I would not pick them over a team like the Lakers or the Clippers or the Sixers. But I think they. I don't think it would be like a buck sweep in the finals if they were to meet. I think they're a good team. Okay. Um, I mean, would you make the same case that I just made for Denver for Utah? They're at plus seventeen hundred. Uh, well, that one I would. I would still rather bet them at plus nine hundred to win sure. the West, and okay. and so um, well, let's just go right into that. Do you have unless yeah, you have well, no more to say on that? Topic. I mean, I think the Jazz, I think the Jazz are my pick to get the one seed, okay. and so if you think a team's going to get the one seed and you can get them at plus nine hundred to win uh, to go to the finals, then I mm-hmm. think that's a, a fine bet. I don't know if I'd bet it because uh, I don't think they're going to get to the finals, and they wouldn't. I, I think I would pick uh, both LA teams to get there over them. What but about Houston? I think the Jazz are going to be a better playoff team than the Rockets because of the the Westbrook thing. Um, but the problem is, like, I would want to pick the Clippers to win it all. I just don't think that line's low enough. I, I don't have it in front of me. Um, plus two hundred to win the West and uh, plus three thirty to win the title. Yeah, I mean that that's just not enough value. Even though that that is my pick, yep, I just same I don't think that's a good enough value. Yeah, I think the Clippers are the team that kind of trumps everybody right now, um, and it's going to probably take an injury to to change that. But we will see. Number one seed in the West. We've kind of discussed this. You're on the Jazz. I'm on the Nuggets. You, I, you also like the Rockets. I like at plus five fifty. I mean, I could easily see the Rockets getting the one seed. I think it's to me, it's kind of down to the Jazz, Rockets, and Nuggets. Like I, yeah. I think it's going to be one of those three teams that gets the one seed. Because I don't think the Lakers or Clippers care. Yeah, they don't care. They're going to be you know resting their guys when they feel like it, and it just mm-hmm. getting the one seed means next to nothing to those teams. Whereas yeah. the other three teams, it means a lot. Yeah, in the East, the odds are what you'd expect. Milwaukee minus one thirty, Philly plus one sixty, and then a massive golf. Bef- I don't, I don't hate Milwaukee minus one thirty. No. To be honest, because I just, I, it's basically is Giannis going to have a significant injury? Well, he, and I mean, he very quietly missed ten games last year. Yeah, you know, like he could, he could easily play five more games this year than he did last the, year. That that one almost feels like well, actually, the the true. If you just bet on the Bucks to win their division, I think it's like minus five forty. But that's kind of like the Patriots winning the yeah the, their division thing, where it's Jags the, winning the, the odds thing. are always crazy. But if you think about it, it's like, well, how is this not going to happen? Right, exactly. Uh, I mean, I was I, I had the suggestion to maybe throw th- throw down a parlay on the division. You know, maybe parlay Philly winning the Atlantic at minus one sixty, the Bucks winning the Central at minus five fifty. 
And then the other one I would I would maybe think about is Miami winning the Southeast mm. at, at minus 115 or even the Rockets winning the Southwest at minus 280. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean... Uh, you know, I, I love a good parlay, especially when <laughs> I'm, you know one of those three. If you expand it to three, I think somebody lets you down. I think <laughs> it just, wouldn't even let me do it on FanDuel. Just do, just do the, just do the Sixers and Bucks ones, and yeah. you know, it'll still only be like even. But I think you you cash that pretty easy. Yeah, I'm trying to. Well, let's see. You know, um, yeah, I mean, you would get like. <laughs> wager a hundred to win ninety two dollars yeah i'm that's that's what i'm about but if you wager ten thousand dollars then, you, then, you, then we're really talking uh okay so let's look at some player props real quickly six man of the year uh so i you know maybe lou williams just wins it again but i i think uh joe ingles at at plus 1400 and bogdan bogdanovich at plus 2600 are you know, I don't like long shots that much uh, for most of these, but I think for six man of the year, the people setting the odds just didn't really have a great grasp of. No, wasn't the Derek Rose like the the leading odds guy for most of last year? Yeah, and I mean, if the if the Jazz again, I I should just do a parlay with all my Jazz bets. Um, Ingles with six man and Jazz win win the West and and all that stuff, but. Uh, you know, if the, if the Jazz are as good as I think they're going to be, and if they start Royce O'Neal, then I think Ingles is a is a pretty obvious candidate. And then I love Bogdanovich, obviously. Uh, I think, you know, he might be their third best player, and he's going to come off the bench, so that's always good. Mm-hmm. I do like the Ingles pick at, at 14-1 to 1 because they virtually came out and said earlier this week that he is going to be the sixth okay. man, and that's half of it for, for these guys. Yeah. Like, we don't even know if they're going to meet the qualifications to be a six man and i mean Ingl- inglis has been a well above average yeah. starter for several years and now just just meeting that eligibility and he'll be the guy sort of running that second yes. unit offense and like you you always want it to be a guy who is one of the team's five most important players yeah. but isn't starting for whatever reason right and i would argue that he's their third or fourth most important player probably sure. fourth now with conley there um i mean he averaged 5.7 assists per game yeah. last year and I, they don't exactly have a great backup point guard situation so i think there's potential for that to be pretty replicable i, I don't love a lot of the long shot guys i mean you, maybe van vliet at 3300 jalen brown at 3300 uh but once you get below that it's pretty bleak i don't mind van vliet yeah um marcus smart 7500 maybe van vliet fits that bill too i mean he's one of their five best players and he's yep. coming off the bench scoring title this one is very interesting. Um, for all these uh, stat-based props that we're about to mention, the minimum games played is 58. So if the player falls short of that, they're eliminated. So I think Curry and Harden is a toss-up personally, and so the fact that Curry's plus 250 to me mm-hmm. is good value. I think any other bet is a sucker bet. Like I think it's I think it's going to be Harden or Curry. I just I think that when you're the primary ball handler like that. Yep. And you're playing at that type of pace, you just have such an edge over a guy like Towns, who's dependent on someone getting him the ball. Sure. And I think the numbers. I mean, it's. I know it's a small sample, but the numbers when it's Curry and Draymond on the court, uh, without Clay and without Durant, like Curry averages mm-hmm. like 42 points a game, basically, if you extrapolate it. So, uh, I definitely could see him averaging like 37, yep. 38 points. Yeah, I mean, we saw Harden do 36 last year, certainly in the realm of possibility. I, I think the only argument against those two is, like, if Curry gets hurt and doesn't meet 58 games, right. like, I feel like he runs a greater risk than some of these other guys. But at that at that point, then you probably just hand it to Harden. Right. I mean, I think the 
58 is kind of a nice number where yeah, you, missed you know, he games. could still yeah he could still get hurt and still get to 58 yep i agree with you though not a lot of the guys like you know davis is plus 950 that's, that's like wait, you just know terrible you know those guys aren't getting up to 35 right, like, like davis, you have to believe a guy can get to 35 right davis i mean towns was kind of my one guy i was trying to make a case for earlier at 29 to 1 his best season is like 32 points a game you know and like in this nba with these two guards at the top you're just like 32 points a game isn't going to win you the scoring title in a year like this i was looking at because i wanted to put something on towns winning something and like i was Mm -hmm. looking at rebounds and it's just like i want to bet on towns to finish as the number one fantasy player basically but he's just not gonna you know he's just trailing with with rebounds it's drummond has like a nice fat cushion there and and harden yeah. drummond is. is minus 220 the next best odds are Embiid at plus 800 yeah i mean it's just with towns towns should like he's talented enough to lead the league in rebounds he just plays away from yeah. the basket enough that it's tough true well and the thing with drummond too is he never misses games so i think that's baked into the odds too is like he's he's not playing fewer than 58 mm-hmm. um well neither does towns but true highest assist average i love the idea of betting trey young and lebron james Trey Young's at plus 350. 350. LeBron's at plus 360. And I feel really good about one of those two winning it. I just don't know. I, ironically, neither of them have the highest odds. That's Russell Westbrook at plus 300. I feel really good about Westbrook not leading a right. assist. Right. I think that that would be a shocker if he did that uh, in his current situation. What, what would the number have to be for you to want to bet on Russ? I have no interest in, in plus 300, obviously, but... Like, I mean, maybe if he was like plus like five fifty, plus six hundred, something like that. I yeah, it's I mean, possible. Like it's possible just because of the new offense and the fact that he'll actually have shooting around him. I just don't see his usage being high enough to to get that. No, I mean the way that he's played to average to barely get to ten a game the last few years has been so extreme that I like even if he's eighty percent or ninety percent of the player that he was, you know, in in that. OKC system that was so tailored to him I think you're gonna have to get to at least nine nine and a half to lead the league and yeah I, I think Trey and, well, and LeBron think, are my two picks as well I mean I think Trey if if you just set it at over under nine and a half I would go over and I'd bet a lot on it I think Trey's pretty good mm-hmm. bet to get to double digits who do you like more out of those two because the odds are pretty much the same I uh I think I think Trey Young I think I, I mean I there's this argument that like LeBron you know he's basically always said like well if I wanted to average yeah, 11 assists a game I could that's I want to see it I mean yeah, he's, that's the thing is like you kind of want to see it before you actually yeah. buy into like oh you're actually gonna average that yep. many assists like I and I wonder too I mean this has never happened even though we say it's gonna happen every year is like is this finally the year that they're a little more careful with LeBron's minutes can they afford to play him even 33 minutes per game as opposed to 35 36 37 like the last few years whereas I think if anything, Trey Young maybe takes on an expanded role. Like think of how bad he was for the first half of last year, mm-hmm. and he still had awesome assist numbers. Like if he just, even if he gets off to a mediocre start, like he was so bad at the beginning of last year that that ended up pulling down his season long uh, averages. I mean, I think there's a chance that Trey Young could win, could lead the league, and there be like a two assist gap between him and the next guy. Whereas I, I guess I don't really see that with LeBron. Like I could see yeah. Trey Young averaging like thirteen assists or something. Yeah, I could see Trey Young having a month where he goes, he averages thirteen assists. Yeah. I, I think that's probably too high for the the regular season. But uh, I I don't think Chris Paul is going to play fifty eight games. I, I kind of like his odds as finally getting the ball back in his hands for the first time in a while. I mean, he was a, a ten assist a game guy mm-hmm. with the Clippers. Ben Simmons at plus seven hundred is is interesting, but I, I think like you said, it's 
this isn't quite Curry Harden scoring title, but I, I feel I feel very good as do you about Young or LeBron mm-hmm. winning that. Uh, okay, I have a couple quick questions for you before we head out. Who finishes third in the Eastern Conference? Well, this I hate this question. Like it's been on a lot of podcasts I listen to as well, and it's just like, well, you know, the Celtics are. If you're not picking the Celtics, I feel like you're just being a contrarian just to be a contrarian because I think mm-hmm. it just it's tough to make an argument that it wouldn't be the Celtics. So, all right, yeah, I'm uh, with you. I think I'm yeah, I'm going I'm going Celtics. Okay, yeah, I I think things would have to go wrong for them to not finish third, whereas a lot would have to go right, right. for Orlando or Anyone. Miami or yeah. whoever. Yeah. Where are you at on Indiana overall? I'm really down on them. Uh, oh. I don't know if. I would say they're going to miss the playoffs just because I don't think I could find eight teams that I mm-hmm. like more than them, but I I think they're going to have the seven or the eight seed. I mean, and I we don't need to relitigate this, but no. my my dark horse pick would be the the Raptors. Okay, fair enough. Well, you know how I feel about <laughs> about that team. Uh, which of these four Western Conference teams is most likely to sneak into the playoffs? New Orleans, Dallas, Sacramento, OKC. <sighs> yeah, I mean it's. It's between New Orleans and Dallas to me, and I. It's really tough. I mean, I think both. I think both of these teams are going to win more games than the Warriors, for instance. Really? Okay. I'm. I want to see the Warriors struggle before I buy into that. I just. I've. I've seen. I've seen enough. I've. I've actually seen a little bit of their preseason, and I've seen the players in that rotation. <laughs> it's not good. And Omari Spellman's playing a lot of minutes. Like I've heard people say, like, well, if Steph Curry plays X number of games, then they'll get to like forty-five wins. I'm not sold that if he plays eighty games, they get to forty-five wins. Like I think the talent around him is that bad that I I just don't like. I think his numbers are going to be great, but their depth after their top three guys is just mm-hmm. it's it's atrocious. And I think that the Pelicans have a ton of depth, and I think that the Mavericks are kind of this sort of sleeping giant where it's when it clicks with those guys, it's going to really click. And I think like Rick Carlisle has been sort of helping them tank these past couple of years, but he's still got it in him to be like a top mm-hmm. three coach in the league. And so, I mean, if, if Porzingis and Doncic are as good as I think they're going to be, then they could win like 47, 48 games. Yep. Uh, but I'll, I'll say the Pelicans just because they have just so much quality depth. Although I'd like their chances more if Brandon Ingram wasn't on the roster at all. <laughs> well, one, one final shot at Brandon Ingram. Uh, no, I'm with you on the Pels. I, it's definitely Pelicans or Dallas. I am not in on OKC at all. I know you'll read and hear stuff that, you know, some, you know, some people think they will be a, an AC competitor. I, Chris Paul is going to miss 20 games. Danilo Gallinari is just as injury yeah, prone as Chris Paul. Yeah, they're both going to miss. They're openly games. trying to trade Steven Adams. Yeah. Like, no, I don't think they, no. even if they wanted to make the playoffs, I don't think they could. And I don't no. think they want to either. No, no. they're, they're completely out of this. Yeah. Uh, I, it sucks, man. I, I like the Kings a lot too. They're just, it, the West is, what is it? Like those top 12. So it, yeah, like, I don't think the Thunder have a chance. I don't think the Suns have a chance. I don't think the Grizzlies have a chance, but the other That's teams it. all have, you know, very yep. plausible chances. Yeah, so, so I didn't like Sacramento's offseason. I thought they had a chance if they made the right move or two to to really kind of improve on last year, and they just did typical King stuff, like way overpaying Corey Joseph, well, I, so Trevor Reza. They, they upgraded, though, some areas that were like, you know, De- Kali Stein to Deadman to me is a big upgrade. And then – uh, If Deadman's healthy, sure. I mean, like Rashawn Holmes. 
Well, I, that one does make sense. I don't think he'll play, though. They should have got rid of Bielitsa. I don't know why he's still on the roster. It's Paying a, big money to Harrison Barnes. I mean, the jury's definitely still out, no pun intended, on whether Luke Walton's a good head coach. Uh, wow. <laughs> Unbelievable. I didn't know where that was going. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, I think this is a tough roster for any coach to manage because you have just kind of all these redundancies in, on the wing and in the front court. I mean, it's going to be tough to dole out those minutes. It's just a lot of like bad, needless depth, I right, think, at, yeah. at weird spots. It's on like, this well, team. we got a bunch of vets now. We're ready. Exactly. They've, it's the same thing they've been trying to do for the last 10 years. Um, there is some mid-2000s Iverson potential with Curry this year, I will say. like Iverson's best scoring season was 33 points a game. And he had no, absolutely nothing around him, and that team won 38 games. No, I, I mean, I, I think that that's sort of what's going to happen. And I think, like, I, I don't even think they're going to be fighting for a playoff spot like the final two weeks. Like, I could see them just kind of resting Curry towards the end yeah. because it, because it's just, we'll see. I mean, Curry's obviously a much more efficient player than Iverson, so there are some differences there, and there's continuity with Curry. They, they do have D'Angelo Russell, who I keep kind of forgetting about. They do have Draymond Green. But I think the risk that any of those guys, and especially Curry, miss significant time or even 10 games is huge. And, I mean, like you said, they're just – they're not even like – they don't have like league average guys at small forward and center. They have like G League guys on the wing basically. Curry's going to go to the bench for a breather and the other team's going to go on a 10-0 run. And it's going to happen right. all the time. Whenever he's off the court, yes. they're going to get just dramatically outscored. Right. And like I I don't want to bet against Curry. You know, I, you, nobody – we just haven't seen him really struggle in forever so it's, it's kind of hard to imagine but i mean even you know those that Cavs team two years ago that lebron had that you know squeaked to like the four or five seed barely got by indiana in round one like i, I think i could kind of see this being you know that version of the warriors but in a much tougher conference yeah. where they don't have the cushion that that Cavs team it's had. the west man it's just that the fact that they have to play all these other west teams so yeah. often they're just so outnumbered in terms of Mm -hmm. quality players all right we'll wrap things up here a couple more nights of preseason games uh friday marks the final night of the preseason and then a few days off and the real thing starts next tuesday so we'll be back next week Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. 
Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.